At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. of the nightcap happy tuesday morning for those of you tuning in on the east coast till nine o'clock still got plenty of day left here for us out here on the pacific time zone that gentleman right there is sean king he won a super bowl with the tampa bay buccaneers i am tim murray and our next guest college hoops savant it is the one and only jim root from three man weave at second chance points on twitter hey jim is duke ever going to play a basketball game again no, I, Duke and UCLA are done for the year. They're just going to coast until the NCAA tournament, and then they'll figure it out. That They're just, they're just going to take some time off. Well, I mean, we would be a number one seed anyway, so they might as well just go ahead and give it to us. <laughs> it's going to be fascinating, Jim. Uh, I, I don't know. Do you dabble in college basketball over-under win totals? Because I, with all the non-conference games that have been canceled, it, it's going to be a bit of a bad beat for those who may have had Duke or UCLA. Those win totals were pretty high. Yeah, I, that's that's brutal. I don't. I wonder if there's, you know, I have a couple conference win totals that I think it's full full schedule must be played for them to be action, and I'm hoping that's the case, especially for uh, an over or two that I have. But yeah, I mean, if, if you lose because COVID just snatched games away, that's then maybe there's no worse beat than that one. Well, I'm just curious, and we'll get into what happened tonight, and you know, look ahead. Tomorrow's a pretty big day, and, and I'm just curious about the futures market too, just in general. Uh, what have been your observations through 2021 into 2022? But how have you gone about handicapping this college basketball season? It, it feels almost more volatile than last year. I mean, you look at the board today, uh, one, two, three, four, five games, you know, postponed or canceled. That's just on the top games. You get into the extra games, more are canceled. So, I mean, you're, you do this every day, you and the, the, the crew of the three-man weave. So how challenging has it been? to keep tabs on all this. And, and and I guess on the other side, have you been able to find uh, light lines where the books maybe haven't caught up to players being out? It's been nigh impossible, Tim. That's what I'm going to tell you. It, it has been a major pain. And, and you mentioned, you know, comparing it to last year. I think, and I was just thinking about this earlier today, I think it's been worse because last year, if you get one or two guys with it, it basically wiped the whole team out and they cancel the game contact tracing you're done 
But this year, if you've got a vaccinated team and the guys test negative, you're still playing games, but they might not report that the one or two guys had had positive tests. So I think there's been more individual player absences that you find out at game time, even than last season. And that those are the infuriating ones where you're like, all right, think I got a nice bet in here, got a good line. And then the team's best players out and you got to scramble to either buy off or maybe wait till halftime, hope for a good line, cross your fingers. It's It's been brutal this year with, with, with some of these individual absences. And maybe that we, we've gotten some advantage out of that with, you know, poaching some lines right at game time where it's a game that I wasn't already on yet. And I do see that a guy or, or two or three are out and you hop onto one side and sneak in a, a pretty solid bet there before the market moves. But that's been few and far between. And obviously it takes a lot of effort with handicapping. You need to be locked in as these games get close to tip. Uh, it's It's been frustrating, but, you know, it's the circumstances we're dealing with right now. You can follow Jim on Twitter at Second Chance Points, part of the three-man weave, uh, often guest of the nightcap. We always appreciate his uh, flexibility and ability to, to join our show. Uh, let's just talk about what happened tonight uh, in West Lafayette. You know, I looked at this number. I texted you while I was watching this game saying, man, why didn't we grab Wisconsin catching double digits, even though it was on the road? Uh, they were catching 12 and a half where the Badgers and they go into West Lafayette and they win outright. Let's start with the loser first, which is Purdue. Number three in the polls. Uh, they're now one and two in the Big Ten, which is crazy considering they were number one in the country before, you know, going to the rack and losing to Rutgers. Any concerns, uh, big picture, when it comes to the Boilermakers right now? Yeah, the defense is stinky. It's kind of plug your nose right now watching them play defense. There was a key possession late in the game where I think they were down three or two and they got in a little bit of scramble mode and just lost Johnny Davis, the guy on the other team that put up 37 points, just couldn't find him. Hits a three and dagger in their hearts. And it's been kind of like this for a while. The the site barttorvik.com lets you filter by dates. And since the start of December, Purdue's like a top 35 ish team with a, with a defense outside the top 100. So, you know, I don't think they're that bad. I still think they're a top 10 team, but the defense is alarming enough right now that you really have some question marks. And if Jaden Ivey gets in foul trouble, like he did tonight, they become really pedestrian in the backcourt. So those are the two concerns for them that they need to figure out, keep him out of foul trouble and tighten up the defense somehow, some way. You know, Jim, another issue that I saw, I watched the majority of that game. They turned the ball over. Uh, they didn't look like they had a lot of ball handling. I remember right before the half, the point guard got the ball stolen from him. You know, I thought Ivy played really out of control. Has that become a trend, or was this just a one-off in those two areas? I think it's a little bit of a concern, too. And Wisconsin is not a team, like, predicated on turning you over. That's not a pressure defense. It's not like playing uh, Memphis or Baylor or somebody that's got athletes all over the court. So it's a little bit of a concern. Ivy's had that. He's a bit erratic, young sophomore. Uh, He makes the great play, but every once in a while, he'll he'll make the really head-scratching confusing play too. So I, I think they do need to, to get some more stability there. Uh, they're not as finished a product as maybe they looked in November. That's for sure. Talk once again to Jim Root at Second Chance Points. All right, let's, uh, let's stay in the Big Ten. Let's go to tomorrow. It's a pretty big card. Hopefully all these games knock on whatever wood is near you. Uh, all these games will get played. Uh, but I, I want to go with the, the rack, you know. I mean, Rutgers, certainly a better team last year. Uh, Michigan has been a pretty big disappointment this season. You know, here in Las Vegas, uh, we got to watch Arizona kind of rip them limb from limb. They've 
You know, they lost to UCF just a couple days ago. Uh, they're laying four at Rutgers. So this is always that, that interesting spot, right, where maybe you're catching a live dog at home in Rutgers. They have obviously had a big win already this year against Purdue. Or is this a buy low spot on Michigan, who has really been a big disappointment? So when you look at that line, pretty much painted across the market, Michigan laying four on the road uh, at Rutgers. Is this, a, is this a playable number on either side? Probably not for me on the side. It, it's it's maybe a, a gun to my head. I'd go Michigan, mm-hmm. but I don't like betting against the rack. I, I just think it's a, a crazy place where crazy things happen. Ron Harper is much better there. Uh, that, that team's been really, really solid as a home team for multiple years. Uh, the Michigan lost to UCF. I thought they played kind of decent, actually. UCF made eight out of eight threes in the second half, and that's a little bit of an aberration. So I, I tend to maybe throw out that half just a little bit. But if I had to play this, Tim, I, I do like the under. I think this one's going to be slow. Both offenses are stuck in the mud right now, and I think both defenses can get some stops. So 136, I think, was the total we had up yep. there. And that's that's the the direction I would look, taking taking the, uh, the under and hoping for an ugly one. Well, also tomorrow night, same time, 7 o'clock Eastern, got the number one team in the country, defending champs uh, in Baylor, taking on Oklahoma here at Circa. You can get 13 for the visiting team, catching the 13, that is, for Baylor. So when you look at Baylor, who I think has surprised some how well they have played coming off the national championship, sitting as the number one team in the country, uh, here at Circa at 13, is is that something to look at? When it comes to uh, Oklahoma, maybe as a road dog here? I think it hinges entirely on a COVID presence, uh, unfortunately. Uh, Oklahoma was missing their star, Tanner Groves, last game. The Eastern Washington transfer with the the great hair and the great beard. Uh, He's basically become the Cameron Crutwig for for Porter Moser's team this season. And if he is not out there again like he was last game, then I think Baylor's probably going to tear them apart. They don't have the facilitator offensively and the floor spacing in the front court. But if he's not, then maybe Oklahoma does have some value. I think he is that important to a line where he could swing your bet from one side to the other. And I think he's cleared the five-day quarantine, so he might be back, but he's being called a game-time decision from what I saw. So that's one you got to keep an eye on the lineup for sure. When you look at the board tomorrow, there's a couple games that I do want to get your opinion on, but is there one right now, uh, whether it be off the radar or one of the bigger profile games, side total, that uh, is jumping out at you right now at 9.09 in the the Pacific time zone? You know what we got tomorrow, Tim? Yeah, my dog. Whoa, 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 whoa. You know what we got? What? We got Shaka Smart catching points at home, baby. Uh Yeah. Uh Is that what you're talking about? You know it is. Yeah. You know it is. Woo! (laughs) Uh, Providence has been incredible and doubting them has not been a, a good strategy this year for your wallet. But I, I do like that home dog Mar- Marquette team. It's not a big number for them. It's they basically have to win out right at, at two ish. Uh, but you might not get AJ Reeves for Providence. He got banged up last game, only played a few minutes. And at some point Providence isn't going to play perfect anymore. I, I think they're going to come back down to earth a little bit. It seems like a really good spot for it. Hype home Milwaukee crowd hosting the top 25 team. Let's go home, Shaka. Home dog, Shaka. That's that's a big one for us. Let me just let me just let me just look at this line. So let me let me get this straight. Sneaky, stinky. So, so let me get this straight. Stinky. Marquette, zero and three in the Big East. Eight playing, and six overall. Playing three and zero Providence. Thirteen and one overall. Thirteen and one overall is only a two point underdog. Hmm. Mm. 
How's it smell, Tim? Oh, How's it smell? Oh, stinky. That's pretty stinky to me. Let's go. Golden Eagles, baby. Let's get it done. All right, Jim, uh, I won't force you to two two segments, I promise. Uh, Duke, Georgia Tech, uh, just for my guy, Sean. Uh, we got about 30 seconds. Would you lay the 18 and a half, or would you take it with Georgia Tech? I think I would take Georgia Tech in the first half. That's what I would do. Uh, I think Duke's coming off the COVID pause. They got a bunch of guys that were out in quarantine, haven't been conditioning. That's a problem. I think Georgia Tech hangs around, but I don't want to mess with the, that, that crazy second half run that Duke tends to go on. They did it to Virginia Tech last game. I think the, the right bet there is the Yellow Jackets first half. You know what the better bet is? Cashing the plus money that I only kept you for one segment, Jim. You're the man. <laughs> Appreciate it, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Oh, man. All right. Sounds good. I can do two segments, but next time. Thank you. I mean, it's up to you. It's up to you tonight, Cap. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting. From the local perspective, there are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York. Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and my hometown, Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN alongside Super Bowl champion Sean King. I am Tim Murray. It's a bad beat. If you went ahead and tried to cash that ticket, Jim Root wouldn't be on two segments because he is on for two segments. That's second chance points on Twitter. <laughs> I tried to let him go. Sean begged and pleaded. And, and we try and make some money. Well, you know, and uh, Jim is Jim is hanging around. By the way, uh, Jim, what do you, what do you uh, I'm sure you were locked into this show earlier, but what did you uh, take of our passionate plea that your beloved Green Bay Packers head coach, Matt LaFleur, should be coach of the year in the NFL? I love it. I, the only team ever to win 13 games three years in a row. Aaron Rodgers is great. Might win the MVP. Probably should. But the co- you, you can have the MVP and the coach of the year on the same team. I don't think that's crazy. No. I mean, they both were fantastic. It's happened. Uh, we, you know, it's happened more often than you think. I, I immediately went to Belichick and Brady in 07. But Lamar and Harbaugh. Lamar and Harbaugh did yep. it. 
uh, Ron Rivera and Cam Newton have done it. Um, before we get back into the games for tomorrow, still got a bunch of games that are that are pretty intriguing. By the way, if you missed it, we're embracing the stink. Marquette, Chaka, yep. home dog, stinky line, 3-0 in conference, top 15, Providence, Marquette, lost three in a row. We're rolling with the Eagles at home. Uh, when you look at the futures board right now, uh, I just have Westgate pulled up. We'll probably pull up the DraftKings odds too. Uh, you know, six to one for Gonzaga, Duke at seven to one, Kansas at eight to one, Purdue seven to one, lost tonight, UCLA sixteen to one. Who has jumped out at you as intriguing, as pesky uh, right now? Maybe worth a look in the futures market, Jim. Oh man, I, looking at that board, I, I think the team that that is mispriced, or or at least the chance to to prove themselves mispriced, is Auburn. I, they've been really really good so far this year walker kessler's given them the the true rim protector they just got alan flanagan back from an injury and he's kind of like the versatile jack of all trades can can hit shots can set up others i think that team's kind of loaded and we've seen bruce pearl make a run before go all the way to the final four with a five seed i think this team will end up with a better seed than that and they are fully capable of of winning the sec and and making a big run in the postseason Hey, Jim, staying in that conference, what do you think about Kentucky? You know, Calipari seems to get his teams better as the season goes on. They're sitting there at 22-1. to 1. Any value there, or do they have some huge deficiency that you think is going to not allow them to make a deep run in the attorney? Uh, they, I think they might have some value. They've, they, the last four games, they have been unbelievable. Just demolished four straight teams since they lost Notre Dame. I believe if you filter Bartorvik's rankings since that game, they're number one. So, like, mm. that's that's just how good they've been over the past couple of weeks. Uh, big test on the road tomorrow at LSU, but they do kind of have all the pieces. Oscar Shibway is up there in the All-American race for his incredible two-way rebounding. Kellen Grady shooting 50% from three. They've got two ball handlers. It's it's a really good team with more experience than than Calipari typically has. Uh, I'm I'm currently warming up to Big Blue as a – you know, a true title contender among that top six or seven teams in the country. So, you know, they, they, they could definitely have value at 22 to one. Do you like them tomorrow at LSU? That is uh, a seven o'clock Eastern tip right now. LSU, a slight home favorite minus one against big blue nation. I'm staying away on yeah. the side there. I, I, my colleague, Matt, I think really likes Kentucky, uh, but I'm, I'm a little spooked. They're one and oh in conference LSU's Owen one uh, LSU forces teams to shoot a ton of threes. That's not really what Kentucky wants to do outside of Grady. So the matchup in the situation isn't strong enough there for me to take Kentucky on the road, even though maybe uh, power rating wise, I'd be leaning that way. I kind of like the over. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a track meet, but I don't know. LSU games have not gone over very frequently this year because of their defense. So be careful. And Jim, staying in the, uh, actually, no, not staying in the SEC. <laughs> So many, so many Big 12 teams are eventually going to be in the SEC that uh, sometimes <laughs> I lose my mind here. But uh, Kansas is a team that I bought in on. I think I got to about 14 to 1 um, to, to win the championship. They're still top 10. They've had their ups and downs. Uh, Remy Martin didn't play against George Mason. They didn't play all that well. Uh, they're laying a decent number against Oklahoma State. I guess I, I don't know if you have a play on the game tomorrow uh, as Kansas goes to Stillwater. But big picture, what has been your takeaway so far this year? On Kansas, uh, yeah, no, no play tomorrow. But big picture, I, I entered the year thinking Kansas was the second best team in the country behind Gonzaga. 
maybe Gonzaga's not number one, but I I think Gonzaga or or excuse me, Kansas is very worthy as a top three team in the country. They've they've pretty well proven that Agbaji's become the clear go-to scorer. Christian Brown's been terrific. They have multiple ball handlers, which has been the weakness in the past. Last year, their their backcourt play just wasn't strong enough at point guard, and and Martin has helped solve that. Dewan Harris has helped solve that. Uh, they're in this weird spot right now where uh, Bill Self is like trying to remotivate the team. I think he's benching David McCormick out of the starting lineup tomorrow and starting Lightfoot. So he's still tweaking, still figuring out the the exact rotation he's going to go with. But the team is really good. The ceiling's super high. Some of the teams that they've blown out so far this year have been impressive. And, and I think them and Baylor will be a, a really good two-horse race atop the Big 12. Sorry, Texas. At Second Chance Points on Twitter. Yeah, Texas, uh, you know, I'm a big believer in Chris Beard. They had all the transfers. Sean and I have a little uh, cigar bet who will finish ranked higher, Texas or Kentucky. They're at Kansas State. Easy money. Uh, tomorrow. Yeah, okay. Uh, I think Texas is ranked higher right now. Um what do you make right now of this Longhorns team? And have you been a little bit disappointed uh, in what we've seen from Chris Beard's first year? Been a little disappointed. I thought the offense would come together faster than it has. It's been gross, and he's not letting them run at all. They're playing so slow. And I think they're too deep and too talented to be restricted to the half court the way they have been. But they are defending like crazy. They got Dylan Disu back from injury, and he's been like the, the shot blocker that they needed uh, they had a pretty solid effort against West Virginia last game. It was a very COVID-shortened rotation for the Mountaineers, but Longhorns look good, and they might have a, a, a roster edge tomorrow with Kansas State's point guard potentially being out, Marquise Noel. He's coming out of COVID quarantine. So if he's out, I think Texas might throttle Kansas State tomorrow. So that, that is one to keep an eye on with the Longhorns. Texas right now laying six against the Purple Cats of Kansas State. I mean, look, Purple Cat fans are going to be focused on the Texas Bowl tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got LSU. They're not going to be worried about uh, basketball there in the Little Apple. Um, I want to get to a game that, that you mentioned during the break that intrigues you. Uh, it's not really that far off the radar. Memphis is a team that I, I wouldn't say I completely faded, uh, but I thought the hype was a little too much. I've got a Houston future to win that conference, so hopefully Houston can keep it rolling here. Uh, but we've got Tulsa visiting Memphis tomorrow. Uh, the spread is 13, 13 and a half, but you actually look at the total where you can get 144. What would you like to do with that total? I would like to take that total and I'd love to bet the under Tim. I think this game is going to be gross. Tulsa <laughs> plays this matchup zone that I don't think Penny will ever figure out. I, I think the young Tulsa team is going to be, or excuse me, the young Memphis team is going to be making some really weird decisions in terms of passes and shots that they take against it. It's going to be kind of pull your hair out type of situation. Uh, and they will also try to really, really slow the game down. They know Memphis wants to run. And if you can keep them in the half court, that makes it a lot more tenable of a potential competitive game. So I, I think the zone and the, the general slow nature of the way Tulsa plays makes this game really gross. And that's great for the under. Hey, uh, this game is not on the board yet, but I'm fired up. All college hoop fans, I saw the news today that uh, in Salt Lake City on Thursday, the fighting sister jeans are going to be taking on the fighting Bill Russells. Uh, San Francisco against Loyola will be meeting <laughs> in Salt Lake City, two of the best mid-major programs in the country. Um, I, I don't know what the line's going to be. I just your Your initial thoughts of these two teams meeting up and, could both of these teams be dancing uh, come March? 
Oh, definitely could be dancing. I, I think probably they, they'd be, you know, favorites to be dancing at this point. I just, I get giddy looking at this. It's like a, it's like bracket busters revitalized. Oh, you know? I missed the, that so bad. Yeah. The, the teams that need that one extra at large or one extra big win to get the at large bid and, and credit to both of these squads that lost games because of COVID going out, finding a really significant opponent, finding a middle ground to meet and play. I just, this is like the kind of happy outcome that can come from some of these COVID absences where if it's two teams that want to compete, they want to get on the, uh, go wherever it is, whoever it is, they're ready to play. And, and both of these teams stepped up to the challenge. And I, I can't wait to see this one in Salt Lake, uh, whether it's, I don't know if it's for sure at the, the jazz arena or if it's, if it's nearby, but it's so cool that they both agreed to play. I agree. Uh, and, and Loyola, man, they could shoot, shoot the lights out. They're top five in the country in three points. Uh, hopefully, this game's on TV. That's all I hope for. Come on, ESPN. Get a camera out there. Just need one. One camera out there. Let's just make it happen. This will be a really good game, and uh, we'll get your thoughts on it, I'm sure. At Second Chance Points, you will have it. Jim, you're the man. Thanks for hanging out for two segments. Hey, of course. I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Appreciate <laughs> it, guys. Thanks for having me. It is a nightcap here on VC. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you miss any part of our show or anything from the Beeson schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows or download and listen. On your schedule, go to vcin.com slash podcasts and get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander, Market Insights with Josh Applebaum, plus we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They're all free. Available now. Head over to vcin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Always great to talk to our friend Jim Root, get his thoughts on all things college basketball, Likes the way Auburn is playing. Maybe a, a flyer there, 40-1 to 1 in the uh, futures market. Bruce Pearl's squad. Uh, he is a believer in Marquette tomorrow. Shaka as a home dog. Mm -hmm. And uh, like the under in Tulsa, Memphis. Felt like the Tulsa zone is going to wreak some uh, havoc there for the young Memphis squad. I have a question. What was Kansas on the, uh, the future? What was their number? Do you remember? Uh, at Westgate right now is 8-1. to 8-1? to DraftKings, it is 12. DraftKings has a better number on, on Kansas, 12-1. to 1. Gotcha. I'm currently sitting with them at 14-1. to 1. Other futures, not looking so great. Uh, I so I'm going to go put three future bets in college basketball. Of course, okay. I already have Duke. I'm going to put Auburn, Kentucky, and Kansas. Good luck with that Kentucky one. Um, Just trust in Calipari. Got talent. They get better. There's really no standout, you know, better than everyone else team from what I've seen. 
think everyone has deficiencies this year. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I just, I, I don't trust them. They get the right draw. They could very easily end up. Oh, sure. Yeah. I just, I like, I like Kansas a lot. Uh, that's my favorite play. I had Villanova. I got them at a really good number, and they have been yeah, they're terrible. disappointing. Yeah, I'm not. They're not terrible. I don't, as far as, like, winning the national In my champion. opinion, like, winning a national championship, they no, have no shot. Uh, None. They're not athletic enough or big enough. I mean, I'll trust the coach that's won two of them in the last decade. Yeah, but he's had better teams than the yeah, one he has this year. That's true. Um, no, they're missing some pieces there. But, uh, yeah, I, I think they've been a bit disappointing this year. All right, uh, big news in college football today. Caleb Williams, who once upon a time was a, a, one of the front runners to win the Heisman Trophy as he emerged on the scene taking over for Spencer, Spencer Rattler, he has hit the transfer portal. And another shakeup in all of this is Dylan Gabriel – who had committed to UCLA, the former UCF quarterback, he's now headed to Oklahoma, which has to indicate Caleb Williams, even though he said he could go back, he ain't going back. Dylan Gabriel's not going to Oklahoma. And backtracking from his commitment to UCLA to be the backup or to compete with Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams is as good as gone. Whether it's the USC, to follow his former coach in Lincoln Riley, or to go somewhere in the SEC, a lot of rumors today about Georgia and some potential NIL deals. Um, but Can't what do you Georgia. make of Caleb Williams? So anyone that's ever watched an actual live game with me will tell you, it's almost like I'm looking at a completely different game than everybody else. Saw some very alarming things in Oklahoma, Oregon with Caleb Williams. Just from a leadership standpoint, body language, sideline interaction, couple incomplete passes, a little chirping, you know, the receivers back at him, him at the receivers. And in my mind, I had no idea any of this was going to happen. In my mind, I say, okay, Venables is coming from where? Clemson. You don't ever see that at Clemson. The OC is coming from where? Ole Ole Miss. Miss, But Ole Miss, he came from where? Central Florida. Mm. Jeff Lebby. Yeah. He knows what Dylan is. He knows Dylan fits. I do think maybe the report card on Caleb wasn't all A's from the people at Oklahoma. I'm just telling you. You think Jeff Levy said, I'd rather have Dylan Gabriel than Caleb Williams? Listen to what I'm saying. Venables is going to try and create Clemson Midwest at Oklahoma as far as how they run the program, the type of kids they recruit, how they operate. A little different than Lincoln. Lincoln, you know, a lot of transfers, you know, kind of big personality guys, you know, probably not as disciplined as what Brett is going to want moving forward. I'm just telling you, I saw some, I saw some, some idiosyncrasies in, in Caleb's leadership in that game. Now, I'm not saying that's the only reason why, but it makes sense to me now that this happened. Dylan is coming back with Jeff Lebby, who had him at, UCF, everything that I've heard about Dylan is he's just like Mackenzie Milton, you know, and then Marcus Mariota and all those guys that came through that Hawaii high school pipeline in the last 10 to 12 years. Seamless transition. Now Lebby's quarterback knows the offense. He knows exactly what Lebby wants, kind of fits leadership-wise to what Venables was trying to build long-term. It makes sense. Now where's Caleb going? I have no idea. If he goes 
it almost seems too obvious that he would go to USC. And but what does their quarterback room look like? I know he had a really, really highly rated kid. He's a freshman. But again, if you're trying well, to if, if you're, you're well, well if you're trying on. to get back into if LA, you're, if you're Lincoln Riley, mm-hmm. right? Lincoln Riley had the preseason Heisman favorite in Spencer Rattler on his roster right. and went out and got a five-star in Caleb Williams. Right. So he doesn't care. But he wants the best player now. A little different than when he was at Oklahoma. He's back at USC. The first thing that he wants to get done is try and put as big a fence around as much area as he can in L.A. If I'm not well, mistaken, that quarterback that's a freshman is an L.A. kid. No, but the kid that they recruited was going to Oklahoma regardless. I know. So he knew Caleb Williams was there. He's not coming in next year. He's coming in 2023. Un- under- okay, he's coming in 2023. So right now asking. your quarterback room is Jackson Dart, okay. who's showed promise. We'll, we'll find out a lot about what Lincoln thinks of Caleb and what Caleb thinks of Lincoln. Well, yeah, I think I think it's the, the, Remember now, the latter. Remember now, he kind of – yeah, we'll I mean, find, you, we'll find you, a lot. You recruited Caleb right. we're gonna to find Oklahoma, out a lot. and then he he rolled. Yeah, we're so. going to find out a lot. Um, I mean, I certainly Actions want, speak louder than as, words. As a Notre Dame fan, I would rather Caleb Williams not go to USC. That would not be fun. Huh? I don't really want that. And, I mean, let's just, let's just call what it is. The SEC has got some deep pockets, and uh, I think they might find ways Here's to what's uh, interesting, get an too, NIL is, deal. You know, I just it's and it's by the way, it's two years of Caleb Williams because yeah. he was a true freshman this year. He can't go pro for two more years. The NIL stuff is very interesting to me because the more people that I talk to, on the surface, it looks really profitable. It has not really been that for the majority of kids that play scholarship college football at the FBS level. Well, and to me, I think it's benefiting the proper people. Like, you know, if Johnny Manziel was around, he would have made millions. He deserved. Bryce Young Mm -hmm. made millions this year. Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame made six. Well, Bryce Young made a million, right? He had the million dollar total deal for his total time at Alabama. At least allegedly, on the surface, that's what it was. I mean, uh, Keaton Slovis had a deal with uh, Alaska Airlines uh, or United, whatever. Here's what's interesting, though. Do these college student athletes have the free time for the person on the other side of the NIL deal to really benefit from their name, image, likeness? And I say this because a lot of these boosters and stuff are really, really wealthy people. Mm-hmm. They're not dumb. Right. You know, there's a saying, a fool and his money will soon part. They're not out here just giving, you know, money without a return on their investment. So I'm just interested. I think for I, – yeah. I'll just use an example. If George, if there's a uh, a booster out there that – Owns a what a car dealership in Athens. Right, that makes sense. Five thousand come sign an autograph. That's one well, thing. and I'm just saying. Well, when we start he, talking about millions, if he can drop a million five or million to Caleb Williams and he goes, I'm not giving a college quarterback a million. It's no way possible. I mean, Caleb. Williams, how do I recoup? Caleb that? Williams was. How do I recoup that? That it doesn't matter. You're a Georgia, I, but you recoup it by being a fanatical Georgia fan. These. Boosters pay tens of millions of dollars to buy out coaches. You don't think they'd be willing to drop a million bucks to get a guy that was number three in the Heisman midseason? Having been on both sides of this. Georgia hasn't won a title. Now, they could win one now. Yeah. They haven't won a title since 81. I know. Those, co- those dudes will do anything. Yeah, I don't know that Caleb's going to make it in Athens. Because all, all that Caleb stuff don't matter when he gets to Athens. You're going to do it. The Kirby and Nick Saban way. You have flipped 180 on Caleb. No, one. no. From- you came in here... Fro- from a fro- leadership standpoint, from the mouth. Because his of talent, a bowl game? no, his talent is. You know, when I'm out here opinionated, you know, I have not just 
I, I understand that, but right. you're, you're judging this off of the Alamo Bowl. No, which I'm by, not. Which, by the way, they kicked Oregon's ass. No, I'm not. I'm not judging about the Alamo Bowl. His okay. talent is undeniable. He's pretty damn good. Yeah. We'll see. See how it plays out. Yeah. Georgia also, uh, you know, had a guy named Justin Fields and let him walk. So I think they'll try to figure out a way to get a future number one pick. Where does he go? What, what's your prediction no right idea. now? I have no idea. Pick. Oh, yes. I don't know. No, I don't like being wrong because I don't know. I'm You're wrong all the time. That's not true. That's yes, you are. No. Michigan, Cincinnati. I, I bet Georgia. I don't care. You said on the show, yeah. Michigan money line. Dog pound. Woo, 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 woo. I know, but then I got more information. Yeah. yeah. You'll listen to your co-host the entire I went to Georgia. Genius is lonely. It's a nightcap. <laughs> You're on VSIN. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN has a new great offer to help you make this your best betting year ever. Our new, our all new big game, big dance special provides VSIN plus all access to everything we do from now to April 15th, April 5th, excuse me, for only 69 bucks. Sign up now and get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming big game and college hoop betting guides, plus full access to vcin.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. It's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on one of our best deals of the year. Head over to vcin.com slash big deal to sign up today. Wrapping things up here on the nightcap on a Monday for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Victorious. They yep. get the cover. I'm in my big Ben Roethlisberger tribute attire today. He did something that is uh, rarely seen. 24 passes completed for 123 yards. But he ha- ends out a winner at Heinz Field. Steelers hopes for playoffs still slightly alive, albeit they need the Colts to lose to the Jaguars. Unlikely. I didn't fact check this. Okay. Big Ben Roethlisberger drafted in 04? Yes, Eli. Steelers have never had a losing season since he was drafted. Yep. Pretty impressive. Mike Tomlin, 15 years as the head coach of the Steelers. Tonight, locked up another year without a losing record. Pretty impressive. Very. It's it's remarkable to see what that organization, a couple of Super Bowls, obviously, for uh, Big Ben and company there. They get the win. Uh, They beat the Browns. 26 to 14. Pour one out for the teasers on that late touchdown from Najee Harris. The over in the second half goes home. Full game under, though, does come home. To recap, Jim Root, his play of the day tomorrow is Tulsa versus Memphis. Under 144 also. And you're on board with this. Marquette, baby. Very stinky line. Stinky. Providence, 13 and 1, going to 8 and 6 Marquette, only favored by two and a half. 
Only by two. Two. No hook. He also said check the Kansas State lineup. Or well, Texas, it Oklahoma. He said Texas maybe uh, could lay it uh, pretty big. He on liked Kansas. Baylor, but he said make sure Groves wasn't playing for Oklahoma. He missed the last game due to COVID. So he said check that at uh, before the tip. And also Texas, Kansas State. He Kansas, said maybe Texas. Right. If uh, Kansas State's leading guys out too. Yeah. So still a lot of COVID you know, situations going on. Follow him on Twitter at Second Chance. Got to figure out how to make some weekday money. Well, we got a bowl game tomorrow. Uh, That's I do, not a bowl game. I do have a play in it. It's a scrimmage. But, well, all of them technically are scrimmages. But, you, sir, were very busy on social media the other day. What, I was. What was going on? Well, you know, I just, I'm just doing the good Lord's work, you know, every now and then. You were, you were putting on your Kirk Herbstreet hat. Somebody has the total line. <laughs> I'm a person, and listen, I won a couple championships, college, pro, you know. I understand that there's one position, and it's, Call quarterback. That's about more than just talent. It's about more than just individual commitment. It's about being able to get in a huddle with one guy from the Midwest, another guy from Compton, another guy from Atlanta, a guy from New York, a whole bunch of mix of personalities and beliefs and get everybody to hone in and lock in to one common goal. And it takes a special human being to do that. And when I see quarterbacks, just the quarterback position opting out, I just simply say, if I'm a GM in the NFL, that kid's no longer on my board because I think you lack some of the intangibles and the intrinsic things you need when it becomes really difficult in that league to continue to excel and to get the people around you to believe in your ability to get the job done. You know, players play. Now, we've been playing this game of football forever, like, and, you know, it was unfortunate that Matt Corral got a sprained ankle, you know, in the bowl game. But people were like, he shouldn't play. What's the difference between the Egg Bowl and the bowl game? You know, it's something like, It's something I brought up and or thought about, right? Is yeah. and, and If I'm going to opt out of the bowl game, why even play the Egg Bowl? Yeah, It doesn't matter then, right? Or if I come into – you have to be out of high school three years to be eligible for the NFL draft. If I'm a highly rated guy going into my third year – of college football, if it's all about persevering and hopefully not messing up the bag, then why even play? Like, when you talk about championships, it's about more than just money, especially when it comes to the quarterback position, about being able to lead men. And Matt Corral would definitely be on my board because of the fact that I know I'm getting a football player that plays quarterback. I'm not getting just some quarterback that wants to sit in the press box and have the headsets on. Nah, that's a tough position in – the most difficult professional league of them all. The amount of parity that exists in the NFL, to me, is unparalleled when it comes to the other leagues. Like, year in and year out, the top 20 teams in the NFL have a legit shot to win a championship. And I think that's the only league where you can really say that. Basketball has evolved now with guys, you know, kind of pooling together, you know, from year to year. So you're kind of at the mercy of the top free agents and where they're going. Baseball is an arms race. Who's got the biggest pockets? You know, the deepest war chest. And go out and add whatever deficiencies they have. And you have football sitting here. It's a salary cap. It's about drafting. It's about development. You know, and you know, when you're looking and evaluating quarterbacks specifically, I'm looking past talent. You know, I'm looking, and I always talk to you about body language, sideline demeanor. You know, I call different coordinators, quarterback coaches, teammates. How is he? How does he handle adversity? You know, and I gather a lot of information like this, and I think a lot of teams in the draft make mistakes because they don't. 
And then they don't, when, if, if they do, they don't listen. So I know I got a lot of negative pushback. Oh, he shouldn't have played. Listen, players play. And with today's technology, an injury doesn't eliminate you from being a great player in the pros. Joe Burrow is about to get comeback player of the year. The Cincinnati Bengals just won the AFC North. And he tore his ACL and MCL last year. And look at him. He didn't miss a game. Came back right from the opener against Minnesota. And now there's nothing that the Bengals don't think they can do because of watching him rehab and come back from that injury. Like, they're one of the hottest up-and-coming teams in the National Football League. So, I, I, you know, and, and for me, I've, I've, I've never had an issue with players opting out, and I've never had an issue with players playing. I, I think it's not black and white. You know, if Matt Corral wants to play because his, his teammates, the guys that he, you know, sweated with and, and bled with and played with, he wants to play, then let him play. And, and that's the thing. You know, everyone, there's the – Everyone has to opt out, and everyone has to play crowd. And, and I disagree with both sides. I think it, not every answer. Like Kenneth Walker, I thought he made the right decision. And, and, and just in case somebody's and just and tuning in, I'm talking specifically the quarterback position. So let me let me bring up Kenny Pickett as an option because Kenny Pickett did something that Pitt has not done. In I don't know how long. He he won them a championship, right? They won the ACC. That was a goal. They go to the Peach Bowl. I mean, look. It, it's not the Rose Bowl. It's not the Orange Bowl. It's a good bowl. Uh, it's, it's part of the New Year's Six. But he got them a championship. What else did Kenny Pickett have to prove after winning the championship against Wake Forest to play in a bowl game against Michigan State? Do you hold it against Kenny Pickett for opting out of the Peach Bowl? If I was a GM, yeah, he wouldn't be on my board. Why? Well, we just talked about But the, he won a championship. But I had already mentioned to you during the season one of the reasons I wasn't as high on Kenny Pickett and some other people. Again, the body language, the sideline, demeanor. I can tell the leadership qualities. If they're there or they're not there based on how a kid handles adversity during the course of a season in-game. Like, I can tell when the ball is incomplete what he's saying, what's being said back to him. Is, is he accepting the blame? Is he pushing the blame somewhere else? Is he making the, the corrections needed? And did Pittsburgh win the ball game? Uh, no. And the kid that was backing him up got hurt, right? So now they're playing some third-string guy. Like, just at that position. I feel but like... But ultimately, so, Pittsburgh... So, but, 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 let me so, so let, me, let me put it into context. But Pittsburgh is I broke thrilled my wrist. about this year. They went 12-1. and one. I broke my wrist. Yeah. And uh, I think it was the third game of our, 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 my senior year. I opted not to get surgery. So they came up with a special cast. I played the rest of the year. We were 11-0. and 0. Uh, The team doctors came to me. They said, if you don't have the surgery and skip the bowl game, you're not going to be healthy for the combine. And I chose because I'm the leader of this outfit. These are my guys. Like, these aren't Tulane's guys. These are my guys. And wherever I go, those are going to be my guys. I opted to just wait and play in the bowl game because I wasn't going to leave my guys hanging. If it cost me being a late first-round pick as opposed to going to second round, that was the choice I chose because these are my guys. And whatever pro team I went to is a reason. Those guys embraced me because I'm one of them. And that's just what I believe when it comes to that position. You know, somebody wants to do something else. It's America. It's free. But I made that decision because those are my guys. Went to the combine, couldn't throw, couldn't run, couldn't do anything because I'd had the surgery now, and you couldn't sweat in the cast as it was healing. So, But then I got pro day. I had individual workouts. Like It meant more to me to be there for my guys in the Liberty Bowl than for whatever was going to happen when the combine got there. So I'm just saying. And, that, and that's fair, and that's, I mean, 
And, and I, I feel like it's coming off that I'm disagreeing. No, you're not. And you're I'm talking not, about multiple I'm positions. About, the only thing I'm saying is, is Kenny Pickett, in my opinion, he won the championship that meant something, winning the ACC. Good luck, not Kenny Pickett. <laughs> Scott Seidenberg is coming up next. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. We'll be back tomorrow right here on the Nightcap. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.